Who, but so, Wakabi who, who, let me finish. is who, Let me fucking okay, finish. Yeah. Welcome to Direct-to-Video. VHS? VHS? DVD Extras. A podcast between podcasts where we talk about whatever we want. Spoiler warning, Black Panther, right? Yeah, yes. 100%. Yeah, okay, that's what I figured. Uh, I am your host, Andy Reyes. And I am your other host, Tony Robisto. So, we've both seen Black Panther. Yes, you... you. I've watched it twice. I, I won't say demanded, but you did ask that I go watch Black Panther so we could talk about Black Panther. <laughs> yes, and the reason for this is there is a lot to, in my opinion, there's a lot to talk about if we were to talk about Black Panther. We can always not. Mm-hmm. That is an option. Absolutely. No, I, I want to talk about Black Panther. It's a, it's a very good movie. It is. It is so good. <laughs> Actually, I'm trying to decide. I have two big problems with the movie, and I don't know when to say them. Because I don't think we should just recap it like what we no. do in the regular ones. Maybe I'll just open with them. Yeah. So then I can get them out of the way, and then we can talk about the stuff that I, that, like, mm-hmm. I liked everything else about this movie. Okay. Yeah. I only but, had, like, one problem with it. Maybe two. So. Okay, but the two things I didn't like was one, Martin Freeman, he got a bullet in the spine, mm-hmm. and you don't walk again after that, right? Mm-hmm. And they just heal him with vibranium. Yes. Okay, and that is, like, okay, so in superhero movies, you have, like, stupid, ridiculous science stuff, but when it happens to, like, the Hulk, then you could say, well, that wouldn't work for normal people because it's the Hulk, Mm-hmm. But they just healed a normal guy, an injury that is impossible to heal. Yes, which means that like that so messes up like the core premise of the of the movie is about like whether it's like ethical for them to protect themselves if they have so much more than the rest of the world, mm-hmm. and like not share their wealth with the world. But science. And medicine, specifically, has always been international. Mm-hmm. It's, like, supposed to be international. And so the idea that they were just, like, sitting on this stuff that could heal nerve damage is, yeah. like, super shitty. It is. But that's... The, the, the thing that the movie wants to really put across is that isolationism is bad. Well, yes. But, 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 but the, the issue I have with this specific way that they do it is... If somebody gets shot in the spine, they're not going to walk again. Or they could be very lucky and walk again after many years of work. But, like, the fact that they... You shouldn't do something... You shouldn't cure cancer in a comic book movie. Because then a person with cancer watches it and says, Well, I still have cancer. They point out in, in dialogue that this this bullet wound was not... Or this bullet wound was fatal that right that if they were to leave him in that state he would have died so the point of the of this exercise wasn't necessarily we can cure uh spine damage that could lead to paralysis it was more along the lines of we can stabilize him and get the bullet out without him dying yeah but that wasn't what it felt like to me especially because then he just literally stood up and walked around yeah like he hadn't it's- been shot I wish that I wish that they had gotten that character into the movie in a different way. He could still have been shot. See, 
I wish that character wasn't in this movie. <laughs> I I actually I liked him in this movie because the way he acted felt like how the way he acted in political situations felt like the way I act in social situations, which is to stay quiet until somebody asks me to do something. <laughs> I I just he 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 felt so much like an outlier to the series of events that were happening and while i appreciate the small character growth that this character got in this movie <laughs> in my head it was the, the entire time i was just like what the fuck is this asshole from civil war doing here like why can't this just be a cool movie about black panther why does he have to be here what and he he like has a part to play in the like climactic battle of the film i guess but i feel like you could easily just not have him there and that would have been fine Mm -hmm. but i i feel like his i i I feel like when this was made they they were afraid that they didn't want t'challa to be the audience's view in i think they wanted like an american guy to, but, to have the view in. But here's the thing, right? Is I that don't. I, I don't sucks. think they needed that. The thing is, though, is is that that sucks, right? Like, I mean, yeah, it does. When I when I watched Captain America, they didn't have a handy Hispanic dude there for me to be able to identify with Captain America. You know, that's true. They didn't do that until Ant Man. I you didn't watch Ant Man. No. Okay, that's fine. It's that's probably. Fine. I feel like I feel like every time you bring up Ant Man, you ask me if I've seen it, and I keep saying no, and you keep saying that's fine. Although I saw the trailer for Ant Man and Wasp, and what I like about that is that it looks like um, the way that it was advertised. Maybe not the way that the actual movie comes out. Is it like looks more campy than a Marvel movie usually is? It feels like a buddy, like kind of a buddy cop movie. Yeah, but that could kind of be fun. But I also still don't care. So I don't know. I kind of like the idea of a wasp movie, even if she has to be along with Ant Man. (laughs) One more thing. One more thing. Let me get into the other thing I don't like about this movie. Okay. Uh, Wakabi, Mm -hmm. who is Black Panther's or T'Challa's best friend, Mm -hmm. his motivation doesn't make any fucking sense. What so, an asshole! So, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I it would take a lot for me to, to for me to be convinced that this character has a reason to betray his country, his best friend, his king, and his so, wife at the same time. Okay, so a Okaye is not Okabe's wife. They are they are lovers, but there it, there is a moment at the end of the movie where they really emphasize that these two. That the, the relationship that these two had is not the most important thing in the world in both of their eyes. Two, as far as Wakabi's concerned, he did not betray his country. He was doing the best thing for his country. Because okay, in his he mind... He thinks the best thing for his country is like... He, okay, well, this is the reason... Okay, but wait. But that's the thing is, is he, agrees, he agrees with Killmonger. Because Martin Freeman explains what assholes Americans are. Yeah, because Martin Freeman's like, so what we do when we invade another country is we kill King and we start selling weapons. And that's like what, um, oh my God, what's his name? Killmonger. Eric Killmonger. That's, yeah, yeah, that's what Killmonger starts doing. And this guy's like, yeah, all right, this makes but that's, sense. So so kill, what Killmonger is selling is... 
Killmonger doesn't walk up and, and he doesn't sell to Wakabi, hey, listen, are you cool if I depose your king, destabilize your country? That's not what he says. What he says is, look, I have an in. I have an in to the throne. I have a, I have a legal and royal welcome to take the throne from this guy. Who, in your eyes, has slighted you? And what I want to do is what you want to do. I want to I want to uh-huh. militarily invade the rest of the world in the name of Wakanda, which it, Wakabi stated earlier is a thing he would love to do. But that's the thing, not 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 the not the military. I mean, I accept that that Wakabi might want to invade the rest of the world, even though declaring war on an entire world, even if you're better, like stronger than. That the rest of the countries individually is fucking ludicrous and a bad idea. Well, remember, they weren't declaring open war against the world. That's not what was no, happening. No, they wouldn't, but it would have been tracked back to them eventually. But. Yeah, maybe, but. But the, but the thing I really didn't understand is T'Challa goes on a James Bond spy mission to go get revenge for his friend. He rides a car to go get revenge for his friend. And he, like, he does his due fucking diligence. And then this guy's like, oh, you didn't do enough. Yeah. Fuck you, bro. He, hey, he wanted to go on this mission. He's he's super not good enough to go on this mission. And T'Challa said no. And then <laughs> T'Challa followed it up with, I will bring him back dead or alive. He made T'Challa explicitly overextended himself in this mission with what he could achieve to a person who was already emotionally compromised. Like, this, is, this isn't this is like, hey, I fucking hate this guy. This is the last time we heard about this guy. My mom and my dad fucking died. Fuck this guy. <laughs> the, literally just, the only thing I want is this guy to be dead. It's just that there's this, there's this moment during the climax... Where they stand face to face, and it looks like T'Challa's gonna talk him down, and then he releases a bunch of rhinos, yeah, which is so yeah. doubling down. Like he knows he can control the rhinos, but they're gonna go fucking crazy on everybody else. Like they're not only going to attack the enemy, they're gonna go after everyone. No, they can control the rhinos. He controls the rhinos while he's riding the rhino, but he releases more rhinos than he's controlling. The other rhinos have riders, Tony. They don't. Yes, I they mean, do. Some of them do, but many of them don't. Well, yeah, because those riders got knocked off. I. Well, there's ba- it, there's it a battle happening, Tony. Craziness to the battle. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm using rhinos. Now. Yeah, I hate a, this guy. This he guy's had a, a piece of yeah, shit. He, I'm not saying he. I'm not saying he's right. I'm saying I get where he's coming from because the thing I like, don't get where he's coming from doesn't make any fucking sense. My biggest thing about this movie is that the 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 vision of the world that Killmonger is selling, I completely 100% agree with his values. I don't agree with his methods, but I completely agree with his core values. Well, that is the that's the best part about Killmonger, right? Because he comes on and he says, "This is what we should be doing," mm-hmm. and like. He's wrong, but a couple scenes earlier, T'Challa said, this is what we should be doing, and the thing he said wasn't that different. The whole country is struggling with this idea of, we're privileged, Mm -hmm. and should we help the people who aren't? And uh, so many of them are still saying, no, we can't do that, we've never done that. That it makes everybody who's saying, yes, we should do that, gets them all frustrated and and lets them follow this crazy guy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I mean, if they didn't make this guy his best friend, I don't think maybe they're best I friends. Buy it. I do want to point out, I do not think that these two are best friends. I mean, I think that these they're like two... childhood friends. He's, he's the only he's the only male character his age. That and. I'm just, I don't have a problem I, with that. I think the female characters are awesome. I but genuinely don't believe I mean that these two like, are quote-unquote best friends. A kid? They're working, they are, they are workmates. They work together. They I have know, a, they have that scene where they're standing by the rhinos, like, chatting. Yeah. Have you not seen West Wing? Like, politicians do that. They chat with each other. It's like, oh, this is a person that I have to see all the time. Uh, I've, I've never seen West Wing. It was, it was forbidden. What do you mean it was forbidden? It was forbidden. It's a Beauty and the Beast joke. I don't understand. I'm confused. The West Wing's forbidden, Andy. Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was funny. It's always funny when you have to explain it. It's, yeah. You could have just, you should have just, you should have just doubled down and, no, Andy, it's forbidden. Somebody got it. You should have committed to the bit, and somebody would have gotten it. Hey, this is Tony from the future. I could not let this go, so I looked it up, and according to the Marvel Cinematic Universe wiki, Wakabi is the head of security for Wakanda's border tribes, as well as T'Challa's best friend, Andy. Could this be construed as a petty use of my time? Yes, but I stand by it. Anyway, now that I voiced the, the things I didn't like about this movie, you know, I'll go into what made it great. I, oh God, there are so many things. This, so, so one of the, one of the longstanding things that I've had, I've, I've had a problem with when it comes to Marvel movies is that you have three classes of Marvel movies. You have Marvel movies that don't work. Your Iron Man 2s, your Thors, your, uh, Whoa, you thought Thor didn't work? Your Ant-Mans. We're, we're, you it, haven't seen Ant Man. Shut Andy. up. <laughs> you have though. It's just Iron Man, <laughs> but with an old guy. Anyway, you have your you have your Marvel movies that work and and are helped by the fact that they are Marvel movies. Your Captain Americas, your Avengers, your Iron Mans, your oh, I'm, I guess I should include in the first category Guardians of the Galaxies, even though I didn't like those movies, but I'll throw them in there. <laughs> Wait, wasn't the first category movies that didn't work? Oh, never mind. I'm confused. Well, I, yeah, I guess I will throw them in there because I don't like them. Well, um, everybody else did. Okay, well, then they can put them in whatever category they feel they fit in. That's not my problem. Great. And then you have your third category, which is Marvel movies that work almost in spite of the Marvel formula. Okay. See, that's. I mean, I, 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 I hate to derail you, but that's where I would put Guardians because it's. It doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. But it's bad. But I don't like it. Nobody, nobody else thinks that. No, I know. I know that I'm kind of alone in this. Yeah. That's my. That's that's the burden I have to carry. Yeah, and I we could get into that, but I want to talk about Black Panther. So let's. So let's. So yeah. So. And like the like the last so Thor Ragnarok, which you haven't seen yet, and Black Panther both. Oh, shine. I've seen Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Oh, you Ragnarok have. Was awesome. Oh, yeah. great. I thought cool. I'd talk to you about that. That movie. That movie uh, made me laugh and, and 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 be happy in a way that I've never felt before. It made me want to watch more Marvel movies. Yeah, which yes, is good because exactly. I was burnt the fuck out. Yeah, no, it, it it kind of like breathed new life into it. But the thing is, is Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther both have an identity and like a presence. 
and at every turn seem to be struggling with the fact that they're part of the Marvel Universe because they keep they like they like explicitly break a lot of rules that the Marvel Universe has spent a while like setting up like there's a part in Thor spoilers for Thor Ragnarok there's a part in Thor Ragnarok where Thor literally becomes like a battle mage Uh, and just starts and like two heavy metal just starts punching dudes and doing magic and doing punching and mm-hmm. Marvel has been so anti-magic. Like, even in Doctor Strange, a movie that's about magic, they, 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 they've always been so focused on, like, no, but even, like, magic is, is like, actually science. And to just mm. have this okay. character who's magic-based go full magic and not have to spend a... have a 30-minute scene with an awkward, stilted American accent telling me why <laughs> magic works is amazing. <laughs> it's so good. And, I thought, and, by the way, I thought Martin Freeman's American accent was pretty okay. I, 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 it's better than Benedict Cumberbatch's. Uh huh. But there is there there is like a baseball announcer cadence <laughs> to, to his speech, where I at any moment I expected Martin Freeman to just look at the camera and go, and here at the bottom of the ninth we have um looks like a T'Challa coming up to bat, seeing what uh what's gonna happen here. Mm, he's got a pretty good average, two point five eight, here on the outfield. Like it's, it's still it's stilted. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it, 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 it like don't get me wrong, he knows how to enunciate at least. Good for him. It's not Benedict Cumberbatch's weird kind of like swallowy, thing that he was doing. But I still didn't like it. It was it was it was fine. What was I talking about? Uh, <laughs> you're talking a little bit about Ragnarok and how it broke all the rules. And yeah, and the science and, thing. Yeah, and like, 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 like Thor Ragnarok, like, just and like, not only that, but Thor Ragnarok also just did some cool cinematic stuff that that yes. felt very, very unconventional. Like any scene that Thor ha- when Thor was having visions about his dad, and he just yeah, had that when jump. he was like. Um, like I, I assume about to die. Yeah, those ominous jump cuts. Yeah, that that felt very um, like experimental. Like, yeah, I see that in an experimental movie. And, and not only that, but it, it brought a level of 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 I don't want to say spirituality, but otherness. You know, mm-hmm. Thor is a mythical god, and in the last two Thor movies, he just felt like a jock with a hammer. But in this movie, he feels like a mythical being who is going through an epic journey. Mm-hmm. Like, st- the stakes are tangible, the goal is clear, and and at they the end of the day... fucking did something about yeah, Loki. Yeah, yes. They did, or, yeah, they did something with Loki's character that wasn't wishy-washy and dumb. We did talk about Ragnarok because I remember talking about how tired I was of Loki at the beginning of it <laughs> and how how I had gotten over that by the end because they finally did something with them. Yeah. Uh, and and Black Panther Black Panther in a similar fashion breaks a lot of those those conventions that you expect out of a out of a out of a Marvel movie. They they not only like like one of the things that was really refreshing about Black Panther is they take the time to just let you really understand the villain's motives. By the end of by the end of this movie, you completely understood 
what it is that Killmonger wanted and what he was going for. And one of the things that was similar between Black Panther and Ragnarok was there was a lot of, um, well, both hinged on the fact that the hero's father died, right? Yeah. And in very different ways, but yes. Well, but one, but one of the things they did share was like, neither of their parents told them, (laughs) like they're both inheriting a kingdom. Neither of their parents told them what they needed to be told to inherit the kingdom. Uh, with with Odin, he never told his kids about Hela. Yeah. And with and 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 with um, T'Challa. Uh, I was trying to think of his dad's name. Oh, T'Chaka. How do you keep all these in your head? I have a Wikipedia article open. With T'Chaka, he never told his fucking kid that he murdered his uncle and left his cousin alone in america which is which is like the amount of crime that that is to be fair yeah not something that comes up in normal conversation you know that's true but also he did go to a spirit world at some point to talk to his dead dad you might have mentioned something then i think so, so I want here. Here to me is the big difference between between Thor and T'Challa, right? Is because because both of the characters are very similar. Both since childhood were raised with the understanding that they would inherit this great kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Thor already had the chance to inherit the kingdom and he turned it down. And and ever since that moment, when Odin realized, oh, there's no way for me to pass on this power structure in mm-hmm. a conventional manner, he should have understood and realized hmm maybe i should tell him about his murderous older sister (laughs) maybe mm, this is something that thor my son protector of the realm should probably know the guy with the hammer yeah but on the other hand t'challa for all intents and purposes was kind of shoved into the moniker of that monarch but that's true. His his dad died unexpectedly in it has been pointed out the stupidest shaped UN building that can possibly exist. <laughs> Have you seen UN buildings? They're not all they're not exactly shaped like good things. Well, but 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 something that was pointed out was like you don't you you don't put all the most important people in a room with just like facing a window and then put one hey. guy standing at the tip and was like, hey, shoot a missile at me. Uh, I thought it was funny when it was pointed out. No, it, it, it makes a good point. Uh, but here, And here's the other thing, right? When T'Chaka, T'Chaka made a choice in the 90s when he killed his brother, and, he, and the choice was, I am going to create a lie. And, and he believed at that moment that there was no way for that to come back to him. Well, he knew about the kid. He knew about the kid. Which is terrible. But, yeah, it is. It's That's the thing, is 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 he was wrong. He... The thing that... The, the thing that so magnifies his crime to me is that so much of Black Panther is about family. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's about, like, uh, T'Challa and his mother and his sister. And it's... And, and it's about him like trying to figure out who his dad was mm-hmm. and to know all that and then for him to have to find out that he just had another family member that nobody else knew about to me it's forgivable well, not forgivable it's 
it's bad, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's the worst possible thing that could have been done in that moment. But the thing that makes me okay with it is, at the end of the day, T'Chaka's just a dude. Like, he was just a dude. He's just, he's, he's a, he, like, yeah, he's got super Black Panther powers, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's a king. But he's still just a guy. Right? Odin is an all-seeing god. <laughs> There's that's a that's a solid point, and, right? So so his <laughs> his fuck up is a little more it's, like it's it's a bigger up. fuck up. It's a bigger fuck up, yeah. Uh. And and I think I think the other thing is is the 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 choice that was being made. T'Chaka's choice is so much more personal. It's so much more visceral to mm. to realize right. Like like all heroes make mistakes. Some of them aren't forgivable. Yeah, that's the hard bit. Isn't it? Because like his dad was a good king. Yeah, he and and and, the, and there's maybe one of the reasons he was a good king is because of this. Is because he was able to make bad decisions. He mentions yeah. he mentions to T'Challa like later, like in that dream sequence, like you're a good person. That's gonna yeah. make it really hard for you. I really like that. It it's a great line. It's a good line. I want to talk about Killmonger. First, I just want just I have been. If if anybody follows me on Twitter, uh, there was a good week ongoing of my life where I'm just retweeting Michael B. Jordan and just you know I'm just in there, you know <laughs> I'm just I'm 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 so good. It's, my hands are clasped in prayer. Holy shit! What in what a performance! Like fuck. you know. I'm pretty sure in this movie you're supposed to think for a little while that Umbaku is going to be the main villain. <laughs> but I never did because I kept on seeing you retweeting stuff with Michael B. Jordan in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, I guess I guess he's just going to beat the monkey dude and go on to the next guy. That being said, uh, Umbaku has quite a great... Uh... He's Return. Got a character arc, yeah. He's a fantastic character. I love him. I love everyone in this movie. My heart. Yeah, you're gonna actually talk about Killmonger, or just I, like fawn just, over Michael B. Jordan a little bit. Just, I, let me fawn over Michael B. Jordan just a little bit more. Let me yeah, you just. Got it. I need to grab a water bottle and quench my thirst a little bit. So Killmonger. Marvel has always had this problem. We've talked about it a bit, where their villains are kind of mm-hmm. bullshit and dumb and bad. And I will say before you get into this. I really like Killmonger's character. He does just have Black Panther powers, which was which was a mistake that was made with Ant-Man and Iron Man. Like, in the first movie, they seem to want to just throw somebody with the same powers mm-hmm. at, the, at the hero. This They're... time I think it worked, but it's kind of a risky move. I don't, I don't know about Ant-Man. I will say, in, when, it came, when, it was, when they did it in Iron Man and Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3... Huh. Iron Man 3, he had different powers. He he had yeah, like fire he, abilities. He, oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, so it was, when they, it was it was wonky. Yeah, I that fuck, that movie's a trip. Isn't there a part where they, like, save the weird president? Movie. Iron Man 3 is like a movie that you should probably watch on mute while playing Pink Floyd. <laughs> so... Um, but, but, so, when they did it in Iron Man 1, the, they had a problem because the main villain was 
kind of a non-entity. Yeah, he was so he was so so. There's a point in the movie where he goes from being a reasonable dude to fucking insane, <laughs> and then he builds himself an Iron Man suit that's the size of eight Iron Man suits, and you're like, yeah, that's a bad guy. What? Why did he make it so big? Why did he make it so big? What it's did... supposed to fly. And oh, that scene where it flies is the stupidest fucking thing too. Where he's just like, I gave mine bigger jets. And I was like, fuck this movie. <laughs> it's so, like, it's fun. It's great. It's dumb superhero fun. Yeah. And it's okay when you're the first Iron Man movie, right? But but something that, that's, that makes it okay in Black Panther is that the ideological opposition between Killmonger and Black Panther is constantly reaffirmed. In dialogue, mm-hmm. in action, and whenever they are speaking to someone else. In a way that I do not think I have seen since Winter Soldier. I'm sorry, I can't think of Winter Soldier as anything other than the one where my city explodes. There is a point in Winter Soldier where Captain America vocally expresses his disdain for what S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing. Uh-huh. It's like two scenes. Okay. But... It's like somebody saw those two scenes and thought, shit, you could make a whole movie that's just two people who have the same end goal but different ideals. And it comes up to a it comes up to a great point at the yeah. end. It when and it, should sorry, I say the end? No, no, let's no. No. Okay. I don't think so. But I will say that that the the difference in the difference in values between Killmonger and Black Panther is unresolvable. Yeah, it is, but its non-resolution is necessary in order for Black Panther to learn from the experience because he has to walk away from this movie understanding what the unique position he has in the world. Mhm understanding the capability that he has to do good and what his extension can and should be it's so good like there's a moment in this movie where they're both standing around talking yelling at each other like anime fighters and it's so fucking good when in the middle of a fight two characters have to talk to each other about what they believe in Mm-hmm. but also not have it just be we stopped fighting let's talk about what we believe in and then start fighting again they like there's like a a thing that happens that makes this not bullshit <laughs> and it's very good <laughs> because i do love it when characters are forced to talk to each other also just michael b jordan is so hot in this movie oh my god he is he uh yeah I'm like hot under the collar right now, just thinking about it. Great. Oh my god. Whenever, whenever he would start to have a good point, it would pop into my mind that he murdered his girlfriend for no reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's. And I was like, hey, that's a good point. And I was like, murdered his girlfriend, crazy guy. I was like, oh yeah, right. <laughs> it is. It is an absolute fucking tragedy. His character, like, like mm-hmm. the, it is easy to imagine a world in which. In which Killmonger could have been the next king of Wakanda. He had, he had the the tenacity, the drive, the leadership, and the the cunning to be a good leader. 
Also, the things the things his dad wanted are like more what T'Challa wanted than what Killmonger wanted, mm-hmm. which is more to help people. I mean, he he than than to like start wars, you know? Yeah. He just he just started it through a violent means, but that gets so warped in Killmonger's head, right? It's it's Killmonger is fault he's fallen victim to two systems that he has absolutely no control over first he's abandoned by a, a country he whose existence he knew of that reject that rejected him mm-hmm. left his father dead he he had no idea what the political drive was that caused this to happen he, he was never sat down and told why this had to happen he was just a scared kid who lost his dad and mm-hmm. The there's a line later in the movie where he the 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 kid actor who plays young Killmonger says something along the lines of like that's just what happens around here that really fucking hurts, mm-hmm. and and it, and it, and it makes you realize like the biggest crime that in my opinion that T'Chaka committed is leaving this child who who for all intents and purposes is family and not just family but but a, a member of his people. Mm-hmm allow him to fall victim to poverty because he was afraid of telling the truth and then by extension this kid filled with with uncertainty and anger about what happened now has to fall also fall victim to the american system to the yeah and and the thing about the military is the military doesn't train leaders they train killers and that's what he is and it sucks because the values that he carries are just and believable and supportable it's just he has no means of expressing himself in a way that is constructive because all he's been trained to do his entire life is be angry and destroy that which does not agree with his values that's not the basis of leadership. That's the basis of despot- of despotism. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. I thought about this a lot. <laughs> well, we keep on seeing at him as a kid, and it really puts into your head that his whole story could have been different. Yeah. Easy. And, like, this is, this is obviously a very smart and capable dude. Mm-hmm. If his whole life hadn't been, like, pointed at Wakanda like a cannonball, he might have been fine. If 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 his father hadn't been killed, or even if his father had been killed and then his uncle took him in, which would have been, like, rough, don't get me wrong, <laughs> or, like, provided for him in some way, like, if he wasn't just left with mm-hmm. nothing yeah then he probably would have been fine or better than fine he it's he, I, he is absolutely the best villain that marvel has written and i and i'm not and you know what no fuck that i'm not gonna give marvel the credit <laughs> they don't deserve it he is absolutely the best villain that ryan cougar and uh that's not his name uh coogler coogler and Joe Robert Cole have come up with. There is the the only reason Killmonger as a villain has weight is because you can tell that this is somebody's story. 
somebody experienced this mm-hmm. or knew somebody who experienced this i don't know it's a tangibility that i don't think any like even my favorite marvel villains have never had a tangibility to them we are about 40 minutes in and before like before we wrap i really we haven't touched on one of the most important things to me in this movie Mm -hmm. which nobody told me going in (laughs) it has some really awesome female characters oh yeah and those can be real lacking from a marvel movie oh yeah like um ant-man for instance has has um what do they call it there's a name for it when there's a female character who is better than the male character but ends up basically being his sidekick for no reason you know what i'm talking about i do but i don't know what that's called either yeah okay i'm sure there's a tv trope but like that's that was like kind of rough to watch because it's like oh well there's this cool female character that's good but she doesn't do anything <laughs> and these characters do nakia and shuri are the mm-hmm. two that come to my mind no there's one more okoye okoye she's yeah. the general yes oh she's great in the last in the final battle I was looking at that and I thought, oh, okay, this is what Lion King with humans would be. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. (laughs) Dude. Yeah. Like, I get where you're going with. I, like, I understand what it is that you're trying to say, but it's just Hamlet. Well, but she was Nala, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah like, yeah like at that at that moment where where everybody's turning on each other it felt very much like uh like when the lionesses start going after the hyenas really because to me it was more of a lion king 2 situation how fucking dare you <laughs> you knew it you hesitated i heard it in your soul it i did, did no yes and yes. i need to tell you something i don't think about lion king 2 yes you do you in my mind, do. it does not exist. In your mind, you come back to it and you think, man, no. it's too bad that I have to deny the the one, the the 11th commandment, God's truth, about the Lion King 2, Simba's pride. Over the weekend, I was, I was listening to the soundtrack for Fiddler on the Roof. Mm-hmm. Something I still haven't seen. And I got to Sunrise Sunset, and I was, and I thought, man, Lion King one and a half is a great movie. You're insane. You're a crazy person. <laughs> but also, Shuri is like Sh- awesome. Shuri is absolutely amazing. She's They're... like adorable and dangerous. They're and awesome. There is no point in this movie in which a female character capable of action does not commit themselves to that action mm-hmm. like everyone every it, it's so beautiful to just see these these characters that are just so incredibly ranged like from like like they're all such different types of characters too there's no there's no copy pasta in here there's no cheating mm-hmm. to well, one of the most interesting things was um 
when T'Challa was overthrown, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was. <laughs> uh, I just got that. That's really good. There was like some bunning of heads between Okoye and Nakia. Mm-hmm. Because they each saw the other as like being disloyal mm-hmm. in this in this moment when they needed each other, because uh, Nakia thought that the the best thing to do would be to like run off and regroup and try to get this crazy person off the throne, and Okoye thought it's my job to defend the throne. And, like, this guy's on here, and I'm going to do my job, and I'm going to... I'm still loyal to my country, even if it's being led by somebody I don't like. It's... And I thought that's that's just fucking cool, man. That's so, that's so much deeper and more interesting than so I much of what they've given women to do. I cannot... I cannot honestly... I, 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 I cannot think of us... Of, a, it was it was really hard for me to think up of another scene in a Marvel movie in which two women characters got together and had to like dole out what it is that they that they were doing and why. Okay, who's it, who the fuck is in Civil War, man? No, no, it doesn't happen in Civil War. I can tell you okay. that right fucking now. <laughs> it happens in Guardians Two between uh, the two sisters. I, I still haven't seen that one. Oh, okay, yeah, all right, them. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there, there's a moment where the two sisters have have a sister moment, and it's really good. Yeah, okay. But how the fuck can you tell me that Guardians 2 is good if you haven't seen it yet? I how said Guardians, you? not Guardians 2. Oh, okay. Never mind. I, I reserve judgment on Guardians 2 until I've actually fucking seen it. Unlike it, you and Ant-Man, I, apparently. I will, I, will, I will point out to you that if you liked what Guardians 1 gave you, Guardians 2 gives you more of that. So Okay. That'll probably be good. So, yeah. Which is why I disliked it. <laughs> that's fine. Fuck that shit. Okay. That's... All right. Andy doesn't like friendship in space, I guess. Okay. That's cool. I, I, you know what? I, I love friendship in space. Give me some friendship in space any day. I'll gladly watch Star Wars again if I have to. You know what I don't like? Is a group of unforgivable assholes in space. Firefly was bad too. Come at me, internet. I've died on lower hills. Yeah, sure he has. Wash um, is forgivable. Who's forgivable? Wash. You shouldn't have watched the movie first, man. Anyway. <laughs> I love him. He's got, he's great. No, no, he's 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 awesome. And you never saw the episode where he had a mustache. I'm glad. <laughs> I get it's, to have a pure thing in my mind, and not good. some weird caterpillar-faced Alan Tudyk. There's a. It's when he's. There's a flashback, and and the. Uh, Does he have I can't remember her too? name. Zoe. Zoe. Is it Zoe. So there's a flashback to when he's first hired, and Zoe's talking about him. And she's like, "I don't like him. There's something I really hate about him." And he and they like pan over to him. And he has this ugly ass mustache. Oh man! And it's a great comedic moment. <laughs> I fell asleep like four episodes in. Okay, this is honest to God. Somebody from the internet is going to kill you. One Good. Day. I hope so. What? No, that's still that's still bad. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> I was I was down. <laughs> like, 
Dying for your beliefs isn't better than not dying. I'm not, don't get me, I'm not going to defend myself. If somebody from the internet gets mad enough to kill me over a dumb opinion about a dumb movie or show, that's their problem. <laughs> it's also your problem. How is it my problem? Because you're going to be dead. Yeah, that's not my problem. I'm not going to, I'm it, dead. I'm not going to have time to think about how problematic it is. Thank you for listening to the <laughs> video. VHS? DVD extras. <laughs> I just. <sighs> I'll go to the eh place. I still haven't seen that show either, by the way. I know you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I have been your co-host, Andy Reyes. I've been your co-host, Tony Robusto. By the way, just the music in Black Panther was super good. Oh, yeah. Go listen to that soundtrack. It's kick-ass. It's fucking like, nobody bumping. Nobody told me that the music would be really good either. I walked in and I was like, okay, so I'm told this is like a really cool black movie. And I <laughs> sat down and I'm like, oh, it's like also a really cool woman movie. And it's got awesome music. You sat down and you were like, there's color in this movie. What the fuck? Hilarious. Well, actually, black is all colors. Actually, when it's light, it might be the absence of color. I need to get the scientists on this. No, I'm not. They have better things to do. Did I say my fucking name yet? No, you haven't. Cool. Cool. I'm telling you, Busto. You can find me on Twitter at royalty underscore valens. Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. And you can find me on Twitter at theaterbats. And also. And also, 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 you can find the comic that I do and spreadbytrueevents.org. And I have finished up the second Pokemon fan fiction. So all that's in the description yes. if you want to read about little girls and Pokemons. I will say, mm. if you're doing a long binge, have the archive open and then just leave it open because there's no real good way to scroll through them in chronological order. I don't, it's... Tumblr's hard, man. No, I agree. I still I still don't know how to use it. Um also if you're if you're doing a binge and you want to go on Twitter and say, "Hey, you spelled this wrong." That's fine. I'm into that. I'll fix it. Oh, here, let me pull up my list. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, I I was waiting here, wait for no, the list. There I I do there are uh several several things come to mind. The thing is I didn't um proofread them i mean i proofread it once like i like i typed it down the first time and then i went through it when i was putting it on but like i didn't do a real editing job i got the worst of it out so (laughs) i'm i'm convinced there's a lot on there (laughs) uh you can also find uh more episodes main episodes more dvd extras on our website at direct2.video or wherever you get your local podcasts. And if you're on Google Play or the uh, iTunes store, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. We really appreciate that stuff. Local podcasts. <sighs> you know, the the internet... music that you're probably hearing right now is Penguins on Parade up. by Lee Rosevere. Isn't it great? It's amazing. Why are you doing this to yourself? You know it's a bad joke. <laughs> It is a bad joke. Here we are. <laughs> We've talked like three times about how it's not great. Uh, music for Podcast 3. Mm. Uh, freemusicarchive.org. 
Are we good? I think we're good. I have I've been the ghost of shots. That's not even the thing. I'm tired. No, no that's I'm it. That to was Andy it. about how wrong he is. I'm the ghost of John Smith. And I'm just the ghost of Andy. Internet dead. Oh, Internet dead <laughs> would be the great name of a band. I I love Internet dead. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> do you want to time that is this, or do you just want to roll with it and see what happens? I've wanted to roll with it and see what happens, but now I'm terrified of that, so if we could real quick go to time that is. Alright, cool, I'm already there. Okay, do... 35. Sink. Sink. Okay, great. Tell me about kinetic did you, energy. Did you say sink? I did. Do you want to go again? Because Yeah, I didn't, didn't, I didn't hear you. Let's do 50. <laughs> sink. Great. Okay. So, I've thought about this for a really long time, and basically the way, just real quick exposition on what vibranium is all right cool vibranium is a weird mystical metal and i theorized about this for a bit because of captain america's shield what it does is any force impacted upon it is immediately refracted back in the exact opposite direction okay okay so they mention at, at some point in the movie that vibranium in its pure state is too volatile for transportation and i was like that doesn't make any sense why would that be it's because if you have pure vibranium and you jostle it a little bit you have force in all directions being amplified throughout a system at a molecular level, which can cause like an intense explosion because all of those molecules are trying desperately to move in directions that are impaired. That can cause like any, anywhere from just a big kinetic explosion to actual nuclear fission if, you're, if it's a big enough jostle. All right, cool. So the way... If you have nanomachines that are made out of pure vibranium and a force is put into them, the way that you can counteract that force instead of letting it go back out directly is to just have those nanites vibrate at high frequencies. That way, the kinetic force is being expended, but if they hit another nanite, then all of a sudden they have more force that they have to expel in the opposite direction. So they just keep vibrating into each other at high levels. And that allows them to, to conserve the force. And when you activate the dispersion, they all fire at a vector that is normal to the plane on which they exist, causing a massive explosion of force in an outward direction from the source. So, yes, this is completely theoretically possible if the, vibranium, the way vibranium works is the way I think it does, which is direct reflection of force at 100%. Cool. Now, I I have a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Could there be a material that did work like vibranium? Is that something that Absolutely not. Didn't Absolutely think so. not. Right. It, it's the idea... I mean, anytime you hit something, right, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Mm-hmm. What vibranium is doing is any, act- any action on vibranium has, an, has a reaction that is opposite and double the force. Because it's not just enough to equalize. It's enough to equalize right. and then also back. send the force right. back. Okay. So, no, it's not possible. Didn't think so. That's interesting. But it's, okay, yeah, it's cool. it's cool to think of. It's like a cool logic problem. God, fuck. I, I want to write a thesis paper on vibranium. <laughs> I know I can't. There's no way I could get that to fly, <laughs> but it's a cool thought experiment. Uh, somebody. I don't know. Might... 
there are fucking astronomers out there who've published papers about how winter on Westeros works. Maybe I can do it. <laughs>